Punters, g'day. Preview time for the mailbag, All-Star Mile weekend. Uh, it's obviously a really big event, and uh, I know you're all excited because we put up on Twitter a little poll for, uh, for which races you'd like to see previewed, and uh, Kels, I think you've got the results, don't you? Um, yeah, look, I'm, just one sec. I couldn't work out what you were talking about when you asked me to check the poll results because I couldn't find it. And then I see a post, a reply to the post, but the post was muted and realised that I had muted words, all-star mile, on my Twitter account <laughs> last year. <laughs> Apologies to everyone involved at the all-star mile. I've, un- I've unmuted that. But yes, the all-star mile was the race that uh, attracted the most attention on the poll. Second most uh, interesting race for the punters that voted was the country mile final, pistol, which is the... What is that? Is that the whip reduced whip race series final? I don't know. I certainly hope it's not. I, I already looked at that race. I think I might have told Peter last night. Like, the race just looks like uh, converging of like weird form lines for <laughs> way too much prize money for the level of horse. Uh, yeah. with hot goes. There's definitely going to be a couple of hot goers there, and I just thought the race was bad enough then, and to avoid. The Alistair Clark Stakes and the Country Mile Final were equal until I voted for the Country Mile Final. So <laughs> maybe, maybe we do the Alistair Clark instead, hey? The Country Mile Final. What's the race worth? I'm sorry for a question without notice. I don't have. Um, I should. Alistair have... Clark's worth two hundred. I think the Country Mile's worth two hundred and fifty thousand. Australian dollars. Yeah, top of my head. Actual money. I'm going to look this up while we're yapping here. So it's it's worth more than the group two. Get out. <laughs> it's 137500 to the winner. It's unbelievable. It's a benchmark 80 worth a quarter of a million dollars. There's another the benchmark 80 over 2,500 race one worth 150. The group two is 120 to the winner. Yeah, the group two is worth two hundred thousand. Um, I don't know. Victoria's just rewarding um, mediocrity, um, which probably like I was going to talk about this at some point. So I'll start now. The jump out and trial situation in Victoria is an absolute disgrace. It's a detriment to the to the code, to the to the state, to the brand. Uh, I watched Pandemic Trial, who trialed really nicely. We're not going to preview that race, but it was a very nice trial at Rose Hill. It was enjoyable to watch. I could watch them through the line. I then watched So You Swing Trial on the 19th of Feb, maybe, the second trial it had at Flemington. I felt car sick watching it, so be careful when you do. It's absolutely disgraceful. The participants in all levels deserve better. And on a weekend where we're, it's a $5 million race, I just, they don't get it. They just don't get it. It's, it's time is up. It has to be addressed and has to be fixed. It's a, if New South Wales can do it, why haven't we copied them like everything? Like this race on Saturday is literally in the reaction to New South Wales. <laughs> Just because the Today Show talks about the Everest doesn't mean the Everest is the most important thing New South Wales does. It's infuriating. Grinding your gear. Go for a walk. I have to go for a walk after so you swing troll, which is then going to affect my wagering. It's like. Oh. <laughs> Who holds the cameras nowadays down there? No one, well, obviously. It might be that early in the morning. <laughs> Whoever it is has no ability. One of the two. 
I don't know when they are. If it's on a Monday, maybe they had a big Sunday sesh, you know, and they're still half cooked. I don't know, but it's not sweet. Um, the colours are always half wrong. They sneak horses through. It's just, it's got to be better. It's, it's not, it's unforgivable. I don't know how long it's going to continue for, but I, I guess there's a lot of people who have half given up. Um, I now watch all the trials myself, and I'm going to go on and on and on about it for as long as I do content in racing or until it's changed. Can you do another show then so I don't have to listen to it every week? <laughs> well, you go for 30 to 40 seconds. Well, I just hope it's Storm tonight. $1.25 per game, themailbag.com.au. We've got a very, very astute analyst. We've lifted. We've found the very best. $1.25 per game. We'll be betting tonight. Um, head to themailbag.com.au. Go to the shop. Find the NRL Trader pistol. In the bunker. Support the show. Support the brand. We appreciate it. Thank you. Exactly right. Isn't it it lucky you can bet on NRL? Because you're dead set. You wouldn't watch NRL, AFL, or racing unless you could bet on it. A hundred percent. Completely agree. How's on the barefoot punter on Tuesday night, girls, which via correspondence this morning, I don't think you've listened to yet. Um, (laughs) PBL's banned betting on the Daily M, which is the NRL's version of the Brownlow medal. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I don't know whether I disagree though, because it's the biggest rot ever. It's like the the, the winner is this uh, the last year the winner was had a story published about them on the Daily Telegraph website two hours before the winner was announced. What a fill up for the bloke counting the votes. I would one hundred percent be betting. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> Oh. Oh, I am genuinely excited though to watch rugby league tonight. I can't but wait. The only, thing, the only thing that's better than having NRL back to bet on it would be the winner of the $137,000 <laughs> restricted whip race get disqualified for using the whip six times in the last hundred instead of five. <laughs> That'd be the only thing that could be better that this weekend. <laughs> and just for anyone who does, head to themailbag.com.au and get on board. And you're in Victoria or you know, South Australia or Western Australia. The, the tip is the nine app, gem, and you'll get rabs, dulcet tones, the golden tonsils, which is the only way to consume rugby league, in my opinion. As opposed to that other fella. Um, I don't know who the other one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gus. Whack him. Oh, yeah. Gus. I think, isn't Gus normally only rabs? Surely we can just surely you can just press red to mute Gus and just get rad somewhere. <laughs> if anyone's out there listening that can work that work out how to do that. I don't know whether Gus has got over the grand final yet and, and Panther should have won. <laughs> we'll hear about that tonight, no doubt. Alright, I've completely lost it and we haven't even started. Uh race oh, hosting, get us back on track. <laughs> race race eight. At Moody Valley, the ASM, the ASM. We're starting at race eight, are we? Yeah, we'll start with the the race that everyone wants to talk about, the ASM. Don't do it. Over 1,600 metres worth $5 million worth of ASM. 
Arcadia Queen favourite from Probabil and Russian Camelot, everything else double figures. Should we actually talk about the track and potential rain? There's 5 to 15 mil- millimetres of rain forecast from 11am through to 5pm on Saturday. And depending how much of that hits Mooney Valley could determine how the track plays. Ooh, spooky. Watch this space. Pay attention. Well, not like, not too long ago, we did see a, a race meeting abandoned after four, maybe five races when the rain hit. Uh, I'm sure, Curls, you'll agree that the most scary setup from a punter's point of view, probably all participants' point of view, is rain throughout the day. And now that it's predicted on the day, it's it's a really nice day again in the world's most livable. Um, it makes previewing this meeting tricky. I think uh, as a you know, independent and accountable brand, which we are. We need to be uh, conscious of pushing into horses that would be able to handle a track with rain because it is predicted. But, like, it's Melbourne. Like, maybe on Tuesday it was pissing rain in the morning and it was it was hot as hell Tuesday afternoon. So a, a, a weather forecast on a Thursday morning for a Saturday, take with a grain of salt. Agree. Okay, Dickens, where do we start? We've got Arcadia Queen Probabil for mine. They both paraded outstanding last start at Caulfield. Uh, it was the best I've ever seen Arcadia Queen first up physically. She draws pretty well for Pike. She can probably just sit forward of midfield. Uh, scary sort of Velociraptor back. When I started the race, uh, landed with Probabil and Arcadia Queen, both as bets. Um, wow. Was a- <laughs> Continue to work through the race, though. I, I think there's some genuine concerns. The map for Probabil, oh. barrier 10, particularly this is race 8. If it's been on pace, which I think it will be on Saturday, uh, with or without the rain, you'll see more tempo than you'd expect in this race by now because it's race 8. Um, she's drawn 10. She's not extremely quick, and she's up in trip here. I think Streets of Avalon, Graceful Glamour, Luna Fox, Behemoth, and particularly Shout the Bar. Horse, I didn't think be any chance in this race is going to get the run of the race there shout the bar for gay waterhouse and michael walker um behemoth is a hope has a nice sp profile versus some of these which curly probably talk about soon um i think arcadia queen is is the main play in this race i think willie pike's riding outstanding um just needs to use the good gate if he gets shuffled too far back early and he gets flushed right out the back there at the valley it's not going to be a very good recipe for this horse winning. And whilst he is riding better than ever, in my opinion, in Victoria, Muni Valley is easily the most tactical uh, track in Victoria. And this is a very, very hot race. How did um, the Russian trial? I was just about to talk about the, the big beast. Uh, absolutely outstanding. Mm. He um, just travelled up behind Aja Chivalry, who have gone around earlier today, who's a nice horse fresh and makes its own luck on pace. And then Ollie just like literally like riding a mountain bike, just like clicked it up two gears and it just went straight past them all. Yeah. Then, then there was a little bit of track work. Um, Russian Camelot v Parati, Parati. Parody. Parody. Um, he just cruised right past it, and Parody was enormous in the Australian Cup on Saturday at Flemington. So, and and was well backed, and Parade great, and blah blah blah. So. Barrier 2, D. Oliver, Russian Camelot, SP Profile is strong versus anything here. I think it's a bet. I want to be with Arcadia Queen and with Russian Camelot. They are both going to be inside draws, particularly Russian Camelot. Um, 
you need to sort of do a bit of your own here, do your do your own research on the track throughout the day. If rails and runs chopping and it's not the place to be, they're not rushing a lot. It's a big cross, but I suspect it'll be okay. This is a big day for a very very good um, track managing team at Mooney Valley. Yep. Girls, anything to add? Um, yeah, a couple of probably a couple of questions or musings that you might be able to help solidify some thoughts here. Uh, the results of the Cox played at Mooney Valley last year: Sir Dragon A beat Armory, Russian Camelot, Mugger Two, Arcadia Coin, Fierce Impact, Probabil. Seeing a lot of those names again here, like that's the race, yeah. Yep. So right. here's how I've done that. Sir Dragon A was awful first up. The trial, the jump out, which again I had to like get the binos out and put it onto the computer screen and try and make sure it was the right horse. But then it put them away, so I'm pretty sure it was it. It was against nothing. It was absolutely no guide. There was no commentary. There is no times. Victoria lift. Um, so Cox played. I'll be up with, I'm Cox, not with Sir Dragon A, by the way. In the Cox played, it, it was drawn well, or not drawn. I can't remember if it was drawn well, but it had the gun run from a, a proper Group 1 rider, inside horses, pinched, pinched ground, had the A1 run in, in transit, does handle the track if it gets soft. That is a tick. But it's drawn nine here with Johnny Allen, and like I'm saying, there's going to be a bit of speed on you, think, early. That 1,600-metre shoot at the valley, they jump. They haven't got that long. They start turning. So it's a, it's a real sort of like chest-out bluff game for the riders early. at Mooney Valley out of the 1,600-metre start. I just think he's got a lot of sort of chinks now versus the Cox Plate setup. If he gets to a certain price, then yeah, it's probably a bet, I guess. But it's not going to be for me. Um, like he's got the Herovian drawn inside him. That horse has got some speed to make it shitty for him, but like not a heap of speed. There's sort of like a traffic jam in that that spot. Uh, Megatu, I think you could make a case, but I think it's going to be well worse than midfield. I don't think that's going to be the place to be. Well, that's, it all depends on track, right? Like, if you get some rain during the day and, um, you know, and, and, it, and it does swing around to giving you an opportunity to run on from the back, like, it's made a long, sustained run. It's got great first... It had a, I thought its run first up was excellent. I thought, you know, the horses that it chased, obviously top-class horses. I think Mugger 2, Russian Camelot and Arcadian Queen... You know those those sorts of setups. I think for those horses, like for me, look the look the ones. I just think that the winner comes out of that. Yeah, and the and the well, the run Russian Camelot had in that Cox Plate was like horrific. It was a really tough yeah. tough performance. It had a dominant SP over Sir Dragon A in that race. Arcadia Queen almost fell. Yeah, those two look like they're going to get much softer runs here. I, I am worried that Ollie or Pike or both half dog it at the start, looking for cover and just get sort of flushed out the back, coming into the corner. But I just wouldn't be surprised if Ollie like jumps and sits outside Bahamas sort of spot, and he, and he's yeah. like three pairs back, one off. And fly. I think Luna Fox will be in the right sort of spot, and and uh, did you know did run a decent figure winning the winning the Guineas. The the, the, hair, the the horse that I think some value on I reckon drifts is shout the bar. Just gonna, I can't see how it doesn't land the coffin. It's a it's a waterhouse horse with good speed. Walker doesn't want to lead ever. He'll let graceful glamour and straight table and come across, and he's going to get that good run in the coffin there. And has handled soft. 
tracks before, which is always nice. And was pretty good first up, I thought. Yeah. But not suited. Yeah. Well, I suppose the trick will be is those horses that uh, don't belong in this class of a race that are there for novelty reasons. Um, and if they become witches' hats, speed bumps. Well, I think there's going to be a few that will, but it'll set up for a really sort of like picturesque sort of 800 metres out. They'll be, I reckon they could be six or seven wide here, charging. Yep. Yeah, you're going to have to swing wide to negotiate the witches' hats at the 800 for sure. Like well, that Maccabi Diva Cox plate. It'll be exactly a good right, thing. Yep. Just whether, yeah. If it gets too wet, though, you may not want to be too wide going into that corner. So, just see how it's playing. It's a, it's a fun see, race. I want to see in the Legends Bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see some. Uh, I'd like to see a notification from you, Jack, or and or Pete on the yard. Um, we discussed Behemoth the other day, and you know we know that he was a big. He's a big gross horse anyway, but we sort of spoke about him being a little bit disappointing the other day. You know, he got beat three lengths. Probabile and you know was like only had that one that one sort of run before that race and now it's had that extra run under its belt and and if the if he has taken any improvement from the yard it'll be very interesting because he's got to go to another level and he's got to go to 1600 which is the sort of um the big yep. question for sure but I, I agree fifteen dollars right now best price he can cop I, I can I can see him starting twenty twenty five dollars and then definitely being an, like a zero point two five behemoth play. It's get, gonna get a suck run. Yeah. It, yeah. And gets Willow back on, who was obviously on board for his group one victories last prep. Yeah, and aimed at this, comes out of a stronger prep or like a, a much more uh, a better setup run than he's than he was going into the Caulfield run with. Um, yeah, the, he ticks a few boxes. Okay. Just the sixteen hundred for me. Very good. A few angles there for the $5 million worth of ASM. Let's move to race five, the Alistair Clark, the undervalued group two race for the three-year-olds. Uh, Cherry Tortoni. Tortoni is favourite. Uh, what are we doing with Cherry Tortoni? It obviously doesn't have very much gate speed. We'll be sitting last. Probably... Sitting, sitting last mm. in a small field. Um, I think he circles and needs to get no further than sort of four wide when he does. Uh, I don't like this race because I see Young Werther and I see you know, hundred thousand dollars that I should have and I don't. And you know, if it wins, I'm just going to get the shits. If it goes bad, I'm going to get the shits. Um, I thought I thought the race was quite disgusting. I thought um, Cherry Tortoni probably wins. Do you want to take the plate smasher in a small field that's going to be quite tactical? Um, I don't there's know. No for, there's no tactics for the plate smasher. Yeah, last pull widest. Yeah, but yeah. but if, if if Young Werther like if he sits if Young Werther's ridden cold, and Ollie peels and counts and thinks and starts to get into his work and Billy can just follow him, he's going to win. But if Ollie jumps and sits the one one and 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 Cherry Tortoni's three lengths off him, and, and they just continue to walk, and Billy's just sitting there going, when are we going to go? I don't know, why aren't we going yet? Then all of a sudden they're in the straight, and the horse is flying, but something's pinched off and won. Like, there is some tactics to the ride. Like, when does he go, and does he get a toe? And I think it's about where you map Young Werther, which is a hard horse to map here. Um, yeah. I think I think Perure, or the nine, and the seven, the marching... <laughs> Can Archie Brave roll forward in the lead? 
I reckon Grand Slam from seven will go forward today or on I Saturday. That's a question to have Grand Slam. Like, he's gone from a pacemaker in a Cox plate to flopping out the back in two runs this prep. Yeah, I reckon this is the run he goes forward and he yeah, could improve a fair bit. Yeah. I, I, I thought Grand Slam, Young were the two sort of hopes outside the favourite. But I think the favourite's fairly priced. It, it's, it's come back enormous. Everything it's done, this preparation, has been enormous. The track's fair if the track's playing fair. It's a big like, if. If. Like, surely it just rounds them up. Yeah, but Young Werther's like... Has it touched its ceiling yet? I think it's fair to say that if it was given a different preparation, well, it, it would have won the derby regardless of the awful fucking tempo. Mm-hmm. And then it's a derby winner. I, 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 even like Explosive Jack's going to get a soft run. It was a nothing trial. Just got through its gears. Had a little jump out in between. And, Tassie, yeah, yeah. And, and number nine, who I don't know how to say, it's put two together. It's going well. And it's going to get a nice map. Look, I suppose at the end of the day, like I'm just look, looking at the figures and all that sort of stuff. But for me, on these types of races, and I'm not a big Melbourne man on the form and that anyway, but... Like a back marker, that's a, a horse that's a dollar ninety that's going to be last. As punters, we're finding every angle we can to bet against it, right? Yep. So, I know that you probably touched yourself up more than Young Werther's sort of found its ceiling. Like um, last prep, like you couldn't have been more excited about a horse and bet accordingly. Yeah. Um, You're with me a fair bit, though. By the way. You, you convinced me. I was, I was, I don't know what the right word is to use on a show that's going public. Um, but yeah, I was hard with you. There was uh, a lot of lead in the pencil. It was. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like you know, this, like even last, like even like looking at the SP profile of this horse, and it, like it, there hasn't been any market support for it in two runs back from a spell is. We know that D.A. Bryan has the ability to improve one nine lengths from one run to the next. We've seen it. We've seen them, like, explode from one run to the next. And the question is, is you know, is this the run that Young Werther explodes? Um, crossover and tongue tie off, gear change? Yeah, and there's, it, was in the, it was a few excuses in the stewards report last start. Um Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This race has got too sort of much baggage. If you're seeing some, if you're seeing some some market support for Young Werther, um, you know, you'd have to be interested. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm over. I'm over. Look, I, I, I do think there's another. There is a big chance though that the the, the two year old, three year old, um, but the format of his first prep, those horses might all be shit. No good. Seen a lot of them fail this preparation. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe they are. I mean, like, the the Derby winner was trained by a footy coach that's had, that has two horses in work. Like, they could be just shit horses that it be. Like, anyone can train a horse. <laughs> yeah, but, like, to, to, to the horses, to, like, Young Werther and Coast Defence, they went... Um, 
10 point lengths below the all average in a group one yeah. derby to the, to the 600 in that race. And it was the second of his five career starts. It was only just not his worst overall performance because of how slow they went. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the race was a disgrace. It was like the Victorian trials and jump outs. Wasn't up to the standard that the group one deserves. It's hard to uh, it's hard to put it and, and like it's hard to put an inf- like a, de- a finite selection on the race because of the track I suppose like it is race five and you know hopefully we get a little bit of a gauge before before you have to make any wagering decisions on how the track's playing. Yeah, I think Cherry Tortona start about a buck eighty two. A buck eighty two or a buck eighty two. Buck eighty as well. I'm just going to note that down. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Let's head to Queensland. <laughs> really? Well, what have we got, Charles? Do you want me to talk about more races? No. Uh, because Curls has been... No, just, a, just a summary of the trial situation before we move to Queensland. <laughs> Disgraceful. Curls, you've been banging on about these two-year-old and three-year-old jewel races for a few weeks now. Yep. Yep. Shall we start with the two-year-olds, race six, Gold Coast? Well, like this is uh, glass half full, Curly here. How are you, Peter? Um, what, a, what a wonderful opportunity for participants with uh, Queensland bred horses to race for $500,000. Wonderful initiative, wonderful initiative, and I think it's great for the participants. Um, At least we know they'll be trying. They're all trying because none of these these horses will be running for five hundred bucks next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. It's fine. They'll be running <laughs> for five thousand. <laughs> um, start with the so. Look, firstly, I want to preface any anything here is that the Gold Coast track received sixty millimeters of rain this morning. Um, it's a heavy ten. Well, sorry, I should say this is Thursday at ten a.m. Queensland time. 60 millimetres of rain. It's a heavy 10. There's more storms and rain activity forecast. Oh, Christ. Like, it's a complete nightmare. We had the same track conditions last year. Like, I feel sorry for the Gold Coast Turf Club. Their track has deserved a Renault for 20 years. Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, obviously they hold a big race day there with Magic Millions and this day's, you know, growing and prize money's growing and, yeah, racing Queensland are building an $8 million all-weather track at the Sunshine Coast. Um, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> anyway, uh. here we are, $500,000 two-year-old race. Um, look, Sweet Dolly is a horse that's come down from North Queensland. It, it um, basically blown everything away that, that it's been against. Um, um I think it just does it again, really. Like it's a dollar fifty. It's got its last start was a it was on a soft six that day. So I don't think the wet track will be any issue. But you know, we do you do normally find something with the ability to jump out of the ground because the fast horses run fast on firm tracks. Um, now we're going to see a fast horse on a slow track, which will obviously reduce its ability to run fast. So we might see a few horses that have the ability to jump out of the ground. Just not sure which one it is here because I think this horse handles the track anyway. So it's a dollar fifty deserved to be from what it's done, like it should be winning. Um, for those that follow my stuff, they'll be familiar with number ten, Alert and Ready. 
who uh, survived an attempted murder on it last start at Toowoomba when it got beat at the short quote, and it goes around at $34. And if it wins, I'll be up for a new TV because I will put my fist clean through it. Um, I mean, the rest are there. You know, I've, the, the one was okay last start in winning. The two looks like a, a horse that will start shorter than its current price. But all interest in the favourite here, I hope it wins. <coughs> the great advertisement for the for the local scene with a horse being purchased out of the and and raced at Townsville or Mackay, wherever it was from, and you know the big smoke for five hundred thousand. So good luck to them. But I am race up I am definitely backing alert and ready. Yeah, I think you have it's, to. Don't you? I think we have to. Yeah. Well, actually, like it is like it. So put aside what happened the other day, okay, and go like. Alert and Ready did run a really nice race behind the favourite last preparation, and it is definitely over the odds. Like, it'll beat most of these home, and Malian will ride it quiet. It'll get to the right part of the track in the straight, and, you know, it'll it'll rip home late. Um, in fact, just for my mental health, I might just have um, something on it now. Try to finish it. It'll start shorter than $34 it is now, that's for sure. Handles the track. Okay. Uh, good to get Glass Half Full Curly on board for the show. Um, glass Half Full Curly is going to punch a TV straight out now. <laughs> well, well, what about the Glass Half Empty Curly does? Oh, you know, I was in the, I was, you know, in the betting ring when Alert and Ready got beat. Oh, poor old bloody Paul Reedy, Kane Up Humming Supplies, friend of the show, sitting in the in the betting ring with his dollar fifty favourite about to go around that in his mind it needs to win so it gets enough prize money to qualify for this race. <laughs> like after the race, it's just like completely gutted, but I'm glad it got in. It'd be a good story if it wins. I get a new TV and <laughs> everyone's happy. And it's a local victory. And by the way, Kevin Kemp who trains his horse, Gabby, is absolutely airborne. Like his last fifty career best and he's been training for 50 years he's in career best form go on Kempi feel free to jump on punningform.com.au and, and uh, do a system search on Kevin Kemp's last 50 airball just another feature that punningform offers you as a punter so good just when you just sort of back a horse and you keep finding yourself on you know on a certain stable you know, what's going on here and then you have a look, and they're one from 52, and you're thinking, like, what am I doing? <laughs> Changing that. Just, just glass half full, brother. Glass half full. Just going straight to the form column on the uh, data calculator and just putting in a minus one. <laughs> minus three. There was an article on a trainer that had three horses running at Ipswich last week, and the article was published on the uh, Racing Queensland digital channels, and this trainer was saying how he was really confident of training a treble. So I just had a quick look on punningform.com.au and I thought he should be just happy to train an A winner. He was one from 62. <laughs> and the article saying we're going to uh, Ipswich with a really good chance of a triple. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, you get to watch trials in HD and with sound. Well, in Queensland, we have some official trials, which are good. They're commentated. They have times and everything. It's nice. It's well produced. <laughs> But we also have jump outs where certain race clubs just show the footage of the jump outs. No race fields, no train, no horse, no colours, no anything. Just the footage. So you're kind of like in between New South Wales and Victoria. 
There's not a lot that Queensland do better in racing than Victoria, but trials is certainly one of those. Victoria are the lowest. Yeah, they're a disgrace. It's a fine line, isn't it? Because I get completely jaded by listening and watching the Sky Channel and Tab Media arm social media reports on trials, right? Every Sydney horse that trials well is a star and it's, you know, Lizzie's doing the post-race with the jock on trials and it's really hyped up. Where Victoria, like, they can't even hold a camera. Well, they crave crave content down here just as much as they do up there, but they can't use the content because it's like, it makes you feel car sick. Yeah. Anyway, somewhere in between is nice. Um, oh, I, I praise Racing New South Wales and Lizzie and all that content because it's good content. Those horses do look faster and better and are better presented to to the, the consumer, the punter, the funder because true. it's done properly. Very true. <coughs> okay, Kels, you got uh, one more race up there, don't you? One the, more race. The three-year-old race, jewel. Mate. The three-year-old. This is the three-year-old tab jewel. Um, <laughs> so we've seen... A horse called Miami Flies uh, have a couple of starts in Queensland and <coughs> put up some big, big figures. So, you know, there was a little bit of chat on social media about, you know, um, comparing it to horses like sort of isotope away game, that sort of level of figure that's been produced, you know, in its early in its career. So it's done it all on pure ability. First start at a thousand, second start one up in trip. It once again did it. It's going to find a little bit different tempo here. So I anticipate the heavy tracks, massive question mark straight away. Um, the tempo of this race is going to be different. Like we're in a capacity field with 350,000 to the winner on the line. Sort of anticipate, you know, with horses like Zingalong, Kisakano, um, just to name a couple that can really rip along um, and will probably make Miami Flies work a little bit. Kisakano probably hasn't come back as good as what I thought off her jump out um, the other day, but from a low draw... Sorry? Winkers first time. Yeah, so from a low draw and and the gear change, like, it has to be ridden aggressive. There has to be a lot of speed in this race, and I think that it presents a few chinks in the armour of the favourite and and being on a heavy track, completely different tempo. Um, so we're going to be looking for horse. Just to, I'm not going to throw anything out early just because of the track conditions, like being a heavy. Um, I think that's an issue. Uh, this track, is they've, so what they've been doing at the Gold Coast in preparation for this day, they've been saving the inside of the track while having the rail out a long way. So we're going to see that rail go back inside. I sort of anticipate that you know somewhere in the intersection will be where they want to be earlier on and then depending on how wet it'd be normally they get out wider and wider and wider as the day goes on so but that ground might be completely like hacked up possibly um and you know the outside while while the outside outside of the track has had more traffic on it right and you say i'd be potentially more chopped up but what it is it's more compacted because horses have been running on it you know, for week after week after week, and they race here every Saturday. So that out that out wide area will be the compacted ground. The inside yeah. section will be that fresh ground that hasn't had any anything on it. So if it's wet, they'll chop the top off quick, and then the wider it gets, the firmer the track will be. I reckon. So could produce uh, look. And but in saying that, like Golan and his jocks, probably one of the few trainers in Queensland that'll adjust their riding tactics to suit the track. That stable's okay. doing that, but um. I was just going to ask, what was your thoughts on mass destruction? Well, this the the gate's my worry now. 
Yeah, like gate one. Gate one, race eight. Yeah. But like I say, they, they he definitely like ride it to suit um, the track. But it's going to get back anyway. It's going to have some traffic. So, um, so we've seen horses like, you know, there's later in the day, like in that, they've seen horses that, you know, that they'll adjust they'll adjust where they try and get to anyway, like the better jockeys and better trainers. And I think mass destruction is definitely a run on chance um, for sure. Yeah. But like I say, it's hard to sort of pinpoint anything too early. I think what we'll be watching there is certainly the weather and the track and just hope for a little bit of drying weather, but 60 mils this morning and heaps of rain around um, forecast for the rest of the, you know, for Friday and Saturday, it's, it's going to be really pretty much a wait and see, which is showing for the, for everyone involved, but that's how it is. And we should be able to win on the pun accordingly because we should be on the right horses. Yeah, speaking of, Friday, Saturday, support curls, head to the mailbag to conduct you and start betting with him if you're not already. Where are you betting Friday, Saturday, mate? Well, there's two meetings Friday. There's Gatton Friday afternoon and then the sunny coast Friday evening. It'll just be a matter of eye on the sky. Saturday, um, Saturday there's the main meeting at the Gold Coast the provincial one meeting at Ipswich and the provincial two meeting is at Toowoomba on Saturday night. Um, You're nervous about that, aren't you? Oh, I've just had a quick look. Had no wazi time. I'll just, we'll just wait and see. We'll just wait on the weather. We won't, I don't think we'll be doing too much diving in early, but um, look, there will be horses that, that I've already identified that there will be a price. They look like they'll get to the right part of the track that we can sort of have a small position early. But Perfect, perfect, perfect. So you get updates and then you get the bets all via the app. No rush. We give them out whenever we want to. We wait till we've got all the information we want. Pistol, what are you doing? I'm going to be betting NRL this weekend. Which, which, costs, which costs literally one more dollar to get betting information for the whole weekend in NRL than it costs to get one tin of Carlton Draft at Sandown. Mild man, not a racing man, not a punter. <laughs> Some insightful commentary on the way home. And we had... Oh, easily the biggest day I've had in this year. Um, one of the bigger days on the punt. And, and he, he still said it was pretty depressing. <laughs> what was he paying? Nine dollars a tin. Sorry? Nine dollars a can. Yeah, I said, Simo, just, you should have just snuck in. We've got, we've got goats coming in our ears here. Hmm. First question I have is who drinks Carlton Draft cans? Uh, I mean, Dad, well, we had to. There was no other uh, option. No. We also had a McChicken, which Peter Brush, which, again, worked its magic, made me feel real safe and got me in a good zone. We, I think we backed every winner in the last four races, just about. So, um, well, I'll tell you one thing from yesterday, Jack. There's two blokes that clearly didn't have a McChicken. One was Pistol, the other was me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tried to get him a McChicken and he didn't want it. You've won about a billion units. <laughs> I've run second and thirds. Yeah. Iron smooth move, which I don't want to talk about today. Save it for, save it for Monday. I'll be betting um, maybe knock one off at Kilmore pretty shortly. You'll have missed that by the time this goes out. Um, we will be betting at um, Packham tonight, I think. We're going to back one horse for sure, uh, maybe two others. Uh, we've got Cranbourne and somewhere else tomorrow, and then we've got the big Valley meeting. So the Valley meeting, unlikely to send anything earlier, should probably picked up by the way we've talked about those races. I want to see 
more information as to what the rain's going to do and the effect it might have. Um, and yeah. yeah, but we'll be betting. We'll be Mountain Yard Mail will be from Mooney Valley on Friday, oh, on Saturday. No Mountain Yard Mail Friday night from Cranbourne. I might be doing Broken Hill form. We'll see. Bro- broken Hill. Broken Hill. Is that a tab meeting? It's probably not. But I'll just catch a, a train out there. Watch your horror flicks and just sort of get yourself right. Yeah, I'll be watching Wolf Creek 1 and 2 on the way to Broken Hill just to get myself in the zone. You do you, brother. You do you. <laughs>